And welcome back to another episode of Living the Quran through the Living Quran, in which we have been investigating and trying to better understand and appreciate one of the most often recited chapters of the entire Quran, other than Surah Al Fatiha and probably the shorter chapters of the Quran which are read in the daily prayers. Chapter 36, perhaps, is one of the most often recited passages, one of the most often recited chapters across the Muslim world. It's recited in wedding celebrations, it's recited at funerals, it's recited um, by believers every Thursday evening, uh, and many other occasions throughout our calendar year. Today in our discussion, we want to look at four verses, verses 77, 78, 79, and 80. And in these, we'll see that God continues um, to bring forth arguments and proofs um, of, of His existence, of Him being the creator, the manufacturer, the sustainer of all of this that we see around us, including our own selves. And again, this, is, this was something which was mentioned in earlier verses, um, for God trying to, uh, to give the prophet uh, proofs to use to the people for the acceptance of God. And we'll see in these four passages how God again speaks about this, and He draws forth similar uh, similitudes and parables for us to reflect upon. Without further ado, let us reflect on these four verses by listening to the Arabic, hearing the English translation, and then we'll come back and deliberate on this passage for a few moments. God says the following in Surah Yasin. <laughs> Has not a human being seen how we have created him out of a very insignificant sperm drop? Yet behold, he is an open adversary to us. And he coins strange things about us, and forgets his own creation. He says, Who will quicken the dead bones to life when they are decayed? الذي جعل لكم من الشجر الأخضر نارا فإذا أنتم منه توقدون. Say, he who evolved them the first time will again raise them to life. He is fully conversant with all types and methods of creation. It is he who produces fire for you out of the green tree that you kindle another fire from it. Even so, a new faith is kindled when the spiritually weak come in contact with the divine reformer. In this collection of four verses, as we get nearer to the end of this chapter, we see that God, again, is pointing to the fact of the resurrection, and this being probably one of the diff most difficult things for people to actually accept at that time of the prophet, uh, and maybe even today, people would come forth and they would forget their own creation, and then they would be told that God can even create, recreate you. And they would say, well, how is that possible? Right? How can God create something after it is turned into dust? And this 
verse or this passage really actually came down in terms of a the, the, the history of revelation about an event that happened at the time of the Messenger of Allah, the Prophet Muhammad, may God's peace and blessings be upon him and his family. And we're told in the narratives that one day one of the polytheists, one of the uh, idol worshippers, he brought a decayed bone to the noble Prophet Muhammad, may God's peace and blessings be upon him and his family. He brought the bone and he... In some traditions, he crumbled it in his hand until it turned to dust. Uh, in the narration that Sheikh Mohsin Karaati provides, he says that the polytheist threw the bone onto the ground. And he said to the messenger of God, he said that who will bring this day decayed bone back to life? Again, as if he was speaking and he was trying to mock the prophet and mock God that how is it possible to bring forth this decayed bone back to the human being that it actually originated and came from. And in response to this man's uh, disputes with the Prophet, this um, argument of, of the day of resurrection, we are told that this passage of Surah Yasin was revealed to the beloved Prophet of Islam, the Prophet Muhammad, may God's peace and blessings be upon him and his family. And so we see that God, through the... Quran and through the voice of the Prophet, he showed us that this resurrection is simple, that just as God created you from a drop of sperm and an egg in the initial stage, that God can now recreate us as human beings. And perhaps it's for this reason that when Allah speaks, God speaks about in this, in this passage of four verses about the fact that we use wood to kindle a fire, obviously before matches, before lighters, before all of these things. Before they existed, people would take two branches, two twigs of wood, two sticks of, of a dead tree that had no life in them, and they would rub them together, and they could create fire out of literally nothing. Right? Out of the use of these two twigs and, and the friction caused between them, um, we are able to create fire and, and you know cook food and have warmth and have light when we travel in the darkness of the night. Um, Obviously, knowing that today we have, you know, lighters and we have modern means like flashlights and things like this, but a thousand years ago, they didn't have any of these luxuries. But God shows us after talking about the fact that He can bring the dead to life, the bones, that even us as human beings, we rub two sticks together and we create fire out of this, out of literally nothing again. And if God can do all of, if we can do all of this, then imagine what God can do, being the creator of all of this that we actually use at, on our, in, in, in our life on a regular basis. Let us conclude with some takeaway points from this collection of four verses of, from Surah Yasin. The very first point to keep in mind is that if people were to keep their own weaknesses in mind and were humble, that they would never be proud and arrogant. Unfortunately, we think ourselves to be too mighty, too great, too powerful, too strong. And we become proud to the point where we become proud over other human beings. And if we were to remain humble and remember our own weaknesses, uh, the fact that God created us out of, out of, uh, out of a drop of sperm, um, then this would humble us and make us respectable, and that would make us respect other people, other creations, our fellow human beings in, in, in the world today. Point number two to reflect upon that God shows us in this verse is that those who deny the resurrection, they do so with no proof. All they have is their own arrogance. They have no way to deny the fact that we can come back to life because this is all around us in the world. 
wintertime comes, the trees die, they come to life. Uh, human beings are created from, from you know, an egg and a sperm. Fire is kindled through two sticks of wood. And so people who deny the resurrection do so, again, with no logical evidence, but rather just their own obstinate uh, arrogance and you know their own willful disobedience and accept rejection of God, of Allah. And point number three, and we conclude with this today, is that there is no problem in asking questions. These disbelievers, the polytheists, would come to the Prophet and, and pose questions to him. However redundant we may think them to be, however provocative we may feel them to be. But the point to learn is that there's no problem in asking any question when it comes to religion. Um, that which lies, actually that which is looked upon, looked down upon in Islam, is when our questions are based upon um, arrogance and for uh, not trying to seek the realities, not trying to seek the truth behind why we're asking a particular question. As long as our questions are asked to reach the truth, then there's no problem in asking anything from the point of view of the religion. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.